Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you? I am your producer, Matt Duncan, a.k.a. Matty D. And Fred, how are you doing? It's getting warm. How are you feeling? Uh, it's getting warm. Uh, I'm in my uh, sun-bathed uh, glow of a is, room. Yeah. Got a Baba um, Walta's uh, coming over for a little interview later, I think. I, I love the slight <laughs> accent. Yeah, him, I just got a little beautiful. bit of in. Babala. It's, it's, it's a dose. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a really, really fun pod today. We got um, uh, Matt McCready, uh, Andre DePap. Yeah. Uh, we were talk Raptor season, uh, the Maasai presser. Yeah. Um, what people want with the off season. We also talk about the play in. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we talk about some of the early first round matchups. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun one. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. I guess today is the big day where, you know, like the, the press conferences with Maasai and nurse and that's right. Uh, pretty cool to hear, uh, you know, uh, uh, guests of the pod, Katie Heindel asking Kyle Lowry questions. That's right. And also guess the wild uh, Vivek and uh, Vivek questions yeah. out there too. Yeah. So um, like so we've you know, got some yeah. serious guests now. Like, yeah, I'll say, I'll say <laughs> here right now, no one from the sun is welcome on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Joe Warmington or whatever. Cause I'm a fedora man myself. Okay. So. <laughs> if it's Joe Warmington, we'll invite him and then we'll pants him. Um, in, you know, like I guess in Downsview, uh, park, or um, <laughs> but, uh, Maddie, you know, uh, before we get rolling here with all the basketball talk, yeah. if people want to help us, uh, share the pod, write a review, you know, do something kind for us that could make this podcast grow. Right. What are some options there? As I always say, go to dunkspodcast.com. That is our site, and that has all our links. If you would like to subscribe and rate to our podcatchers, please do it. You know, we do love getting those iTunes one. It does help boost us up a little bit. So if it can take a couple of minutes and just write a thing or, you know, do the five-star thing, you know, we'd be pretty happy with that. So dunkspodcast.com for that. Also, we are on the Sonar Network the Sonar Network, and they're added new podcasts all the time. I think there's the Bad Dog Comedy Podcast now. That's there, right. There's one about grieving. Like, they've got uh, it's such an eclectic bunch. They really you know? do. It's good stuff there. It's really good stuff. So go to the sonarnetwork.com, and you can listen and subscribe to all the great podcasts that are there. Don't forget to hit that and more button, because that's where you're going to find us, okay? We're on the bottom floor of the Eaton Center, Next to the food court. And that's where everyone wants to be. That's where the good smells are. Um, and if you want to also, you know, check the link trees out on our, our Twitter and our Instagram because, you know, we do have links to our Shopify. If you want that toque, I know it's getting warm right now, but it's, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to sleep in a toque when it's hot. 
I like to have a night sweat sometimes. And those toques, they are warm and they are anti-itch, of course. Okay. We stand by that. And we have our Patreon as well. If you would like to, you know, listen to episodes on the same day that we record and some other bonuses, maybe some hot sauce in there. I don't know. Hey, you can hey. uh, you can support us there too. But yeah, just thanks for listening. Uh, we are continuing through the NBA playoffs. Now that the Raptors are out with season eight and we'll mm-hmm. have some bonus stuff for you in the next while. And then, you know, we'll head into the off season and, and season nine will start up in October, I guess. Damn right. Um, yeah. Maddie, you know, coming through um, with the, uh, oh God, what did you just say that you said in the podcast <laughs> that made me laugh so much in our, uh, well, we did a little bit of a fake Maasai pitch. Oh, uh, yes. And, and, and Matt's pitch, he, he, he introduced the idea of, of smell. Oh, so, <laughs> you know, the, the food court. And, um, you know, yeah, no, I haven't talked about smelling Larry a lot. Tenenbaum smelling himself <laughs> jokes. Uh, and so I think so. I think smell those type of sense, sense awareness is like, is on your brain right you know now. I've got a pre vaccine high right now, you know? Yeah. Matt's about to get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, send him some love, um, <laughs> and send him some smelling salts because that's where he's at these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I think, um, you know, you did such a good job. Uh, Matt, this was a, it was a great season. I'm so sorry that uh, you know we're not we're not going to be doing this through the playoffs, and you don't get a uh, you know a playoff run to to talk to me uh, with. But you know what, this is with the Raptors, a, yeah. It's a different flavor. We'll talk about the draft. We're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. But I think yeah, let's uh, let's get going. And before we do get going, let me let me just say as I always do, uh, stop Asian hate. Yep. Black Lives Matter. Done. Uh, defund the police. Yep. And email. Or call your city councilor to let them know. Yeah, or even that hippie mayor in Toronto. Whatever you know, get uh, yeah. get in contact, leave a message, and uh, yeah, let them know. Yeah, John John Tory big hair, give him a call. <laughs> um, okay, Maddie, if you feel like we're ready to get this podcast going, yeah, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay, let's get this going uh, with guest number one. Uh, he's been a guest uh, a bunch of times on this pod. Um, he's done it from LA. He's done it from Toronto. Um, he's a, I think, uh, I, last time I called him a marketing marvel. Uh, even if I didn't, um, I'm calling him that now. That's what I'm going to stick with. Uh, he's a hardcore Raptors fan, uh, just an amazing uh, basketball personality in general. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Andre DePap. When frogs go wild. <laughs> wow, that was a warm welcome. Thank you. Marketing Marvel is that is that new or is that like it's it's uh, one of the one of the many groundbreaking um, brands I have created. So TM that I'm going to start a brand with a hat and the hat is going to say MM and it's definitely not ripping off Nick Nurse. So cool yeah and like it will be like a bit busier than than nick nurse because like you know there's more arches for the m's right so that's right yeah exactly twice as many uh many arches so yeah that. and definitely not mega man or mcdonald's well <laughs> mcdonald's only has one m 
So and Mega Man, you know, even if it, someone said, "Oh, is that a Mega Man?" You're like, "No, that's cool," but I got my own thing. But yeah, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Marketing Marvel. Um, I'm excited to have you on and talk some raps. Thanks for having me. This is great. Uh, the uh, your background uh, looks like a Zoom background, but I know it's not. It's beautiful. Um, you're beautiful. Uh, happy you're you're safe and on this pod. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. Um, I got to make sure to call him by his last name, you know, so I'm going to just get that going nice and early. Uh, he's one of the funniest people I know uh, as amazing basketball opinions. We talk basketball every single day because we're just, we're just nuts. We're both like that. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, incredible improviser. Yeah. Just such a funny, amazing producer, promoter, everything basketball. Uh, give it up as loud as you can. Even if you're out, even if you're at home alone for Matt McCready. To be back on the Confederacy of Dunks with Freddie Revis. Usually Kevin Douse is here, but he's been gone for years, and <laughs> I'm here today. <laughs> Usually Kevin Douse is here, but he's been gone for years is a hot bar. Um, <laughs> it's a hot mess. I'm so happy to be here. Um, hello, all the MM talk. Matt McCready right here, the original MM, the marketing maestro himself. Uh, displeased with the episode so far, angry, if you will, at both Freddie and Andre, uh, prepare for a legal uh, confrontation shortly. Okay, fair enough. We definitely got rolling um, with the MMs, and we totally forgot about you. Um, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not actually angry. I'm not angry. We also <laughs> forgot about Eminem. Um, so, oh, yeah. You know, there's, there's some, I mean, yeah. Uh, but you're 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 the uh, the double M that I care about right now. So uh, thank, thank you, you. Freddie. Your your intros are always very nice, and I'm happy to be here. And what a, what a time to be alive! Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into it. But you know, me and you've been talking for for such a uh, you know like uh, a long time this season. Like, uh, and and I think we're we're heading into some pretty I don't want to say concrete uh, times for the Raptors, but you know, like things are you know going to start concrete happening. shoes time more like it. Am I right? Or the hey, con- of the ocean. Hey, I get that. Um, sort of. I feel yeah, like when you, you said know, like the, the mafia put concrete shoes and toss them overboard. Yeah, yeah. But then I was thinking, like, who's the mafia person in this scenario? And I'm like, uh, the, the entire NBA. Okay, uh, right. <laughs> Checks out. Um, okay, uh, Maddie D. Um, I know you're there. I trust you're there. Uh, you're my boy. Please give me the most delicious Raptors sting you have. Um, I'm, uh, I just realizing that Andre is, uh, oh, Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm here. Oh, awesome. Um, just being courteous. Oh, cool. Okay. Fair enough. You know, I, I thought I heard you like giggling and stuff too. So I'm like, okay, you know, I should have trust. I got to trust people are there. That's on me. So sorry. Um, let's get going immediately on some, on some Raptor stuff. Uh, Andre. Yeah. Let's go to you first. Uh, this season was rough in, in so many ways. Uh, it's over for the Raptors. Um, you know, it seems like they will be uh, no longer in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, hopefully uh, they will be playing their next game in Toronto and Scotiabank. Obviously we'll see. Uh, but um, 
yeah, what's like your, you know, I don't want to say takeaway, but I feel like, you know, what, what, what did you learn from this team this year that you feel like you can apply to next year? Yeah. So my takeaway. Yeah. I guess that's another way to describe a takeaway. So take it away. Yeah. Uh, yeah so the most, um, I mean, I, I think I always knew this, but I think it was the most on display this year when you're really paying attention is, is there's, there's something really, really fundamental about our team culture that enables everything that we do. And that's both in like an input and an, you know, our inputs and our outputs. So like, I think as a team culture, we can really bring people into our team and find their spot in it, find the way to fit. And it really has to do with a certain amount of like personality that, that Masai kind of, I, I guess evaluates and Bobby evaluates as they're bringing people into the team. But, but you find like the connection that people like Gary Trent jr. And OG had as like, you know, a little bit mischievous and, and, and cool, but like the Kyle, Fred, Utah, like these guys showing up, going to work. Um, and it really enables almost any player to come in and, and play some of their best basketball um, with the exception of Aaron Baines. But, uh, but that, that was the big takeaway is that like, there's a special secret sauce that all, you know, the sum of the parts is greater, you know, is greater than the individual. And, um, and that really came, came about. So, you know, I think, I think that's something I don't, I don't know how you value it. I don't know how you leverage it. That's for people that make more money and are smarter than me to do. But, but that was really on display because, you know, you even saw it in the, in the shortcomings, but then also the way we were kind of resilient with, uh, with so much roster change going to Tampa Bay, like, you know, the result wasn't there. We didn't make the playoffs. We didn't make any noise, but I think more than anything, the value of our culture was on display and what we were able to do for, um, for all the players and the organization, I think, I think bodes well for the future. Yeah. I think, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was saying this, uh, before on, um, uh, I was lucky enough to do a, a Raptors, uh, Queens podcast, but we were just kind of talking about like, as bad as this season was, there was some kind of, um, you know, bend but not break. Like, obviously, some stuff did break. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we did make the playoffs. It was, like, you know, had the worst March, I think, in Raptors history. Um, you know, there there was obviously like luck issues, but there's also poor play and and you know, kind of like some system problems. But I do think, yeah, like the culture was able to keep it like afloat to a certain degree. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I, uh, I remember also seeing like it was probably Yahoo Sports Canada or somebody they had a like Instagram carousel of all the players that had huge games. And it was like 12 different players scoring, you know, between 35 and 50 points, huge triple doubles, but it's guys that, you know, like it was, it was literally Freddie Siakam, uh, uh, Norman before he got traded, had crazy games. Gary Trent coming back had crazy games. Boucher had crazy games. OG had crazy games. And like, you know, the pieces aren't broken and the culture is really strong. So, you know, those, those two things really kind of, yeah, stood out. Cool. Um, yeah, I feel, uh, I, I, I'm at, uh, or Matt McCready. I'm, I'm very curious to see where you're going to go with this. I, uh, I would say Andre, I, I might end up being a little less off 
optimistic than you, but I have a feeling I'll be a bit more optimistic than McCready. So that's why I'm, I'm saving mine. <laughs> you know what? But if I, you know, if I am, I hope I'm not slighting you in case there is more op- optimism in there. But yeah, like what's your, you know, w- watching this year, what, what do you think you can take like forward from it, from it, you know, good or bad? Oh, yeah. You know what, Freddie? You you nailed it, man. You're going to get some vinegar and salt for me, bud. Uh, this was a uh, tough, tough season for the, the, the Raptors. You know, looking at the standings, the results were there. But the only teams the Raptors did better at in this season were teams that were actively trying to lose nearly the entire year. The Raptors were borderline, like, maybe the worst team that was trying to play basketball. I I guess Minnesota was worse. Minnesota was still trying out for some reason uh, down the stretch. Um, Yeah, it was uh, – I think one thing that kind of – I think the Raptors' success caught up to them on a personnel standpoint. Um, What made Masai so shrewd and interesting when he first took over the job is that he never let an asset – kind of wilt away like he took grievous vasquez and turned him into Powell and a couple other people uh whenever something was going to expire he'd flip it for other things and there was a lot it's been about three years now where things were just leaving and nothing necessarily was coming back we mm-hmm. lost baka we lost gasol we lost Danny green we lost Kawhi. obviously uh we had to trade a couple picks to get off the um uh, what's his name? Uh, DeMar- uh, Carol contract. Uh, and I think all that finally caught up to the roster. And we were good at adding tiny little pieces to supplement the things that left for a while. Uh, you know, we had um, uh, Terrence Davis. Um, you know, we had, but this past year, I don't know, the best surprise in terms of actually contributing on the court the entire year is maybe Baines. Not Baines, uh, sorry. <laughs> I honestly didn't mean Baines. Uh, maybe Utah. Like we had, we had, we didn't really get the surprise guy that came out of nowhere that played exceptionally well for the team this year, and uh, I think that's why uh, you know we kind of cratered. Yeah. So, like, is is it fair to say like um, that? Like a, a takeaway for you is that like kind of you know Masai had been steadily kind of like restocking you know the chess so to say and like you know i guess because of the championship cash in we like you know we the franchises kind of went away from like making sure that there's a steady stream of kind of like talent pushing in yeah i'm not saying it's the wrong move i'm just saying it's the result of success you know oh i mean Um, totally no, sorry. I was because we did go all in. Like you know, we sorry. went all in and we pay, it paid out. We had an amazing uh, bet. You know, we threw all our craps on the table. Is that a, is that anything? Uh, we oh, threw yeah. our crap on the table and the craps came up red, and that's great <laughs> for the Raptors. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I feel like uh, we were kind of due for like you know when LeBron left Cleveland, it was each time it's been a disaster. We were kind of due to rebuild after a while. I'm not even that upset about it. I've been I was talking to you at the very beginning of the year when the Raptors started off two and eight. I was like, let's just throw this year away. They're in Tampa Bay. Who cares? The season's gonna be garbage anyways. Um and you know seventh overall uh pick potentially that's fine with me. I'm not I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, I mean the the pick ended up not being uh, too bad, and um, but yeah, like I, I think uh, my my takeaway is actually I don't know maybe it's not in the middle of you two. It's kind of just a, a little bit different, but like I'm I'm just obsessed with kind of like our half court offense or or like lack thereof. You know, I think there was such a 
you know, focus going back to like Lowry and DeRozan about like, you know, sharing the ball and the culture reset and that sort of thing. And like we had, you know, to, to McCready's point, like we had just so many assets. Like, so when we brought Kawhi over, it was kind of like, just, we were this like wrecking ball of a team. Um, and, and with kind of like, you know, to your point as well, Andre, like the culture has been strong. I think you saw that against Boston last year. Um, but as these players have kind of continued to leave, like these leaders, especially the Raptors have been put in this like weird place where they don't necessarily like, I, I don't want to say like have do you, a go-to go guy, but sorry. Andre, was that you? Do you yeah. I was going to say, do you feel like we have a leadership deficit? Like, like for me, sort I of. think that. I, yeah. I think that when you've got uh yes, okay, so Jamar left, we brought in Kawhi, so you had you had that, you had some some vets in in Ibaka and Gasol. I wouldn't necessarily Ibaka and Gasol are like big time leaders, like you know, Gasol, smart player, but you know, he has his he has his he doesn't necessarily connect and inspire his teammates. Um Ibaka's kind of, you know similar and and i think for the most part fred is totally stepped into that void fred's you know 1a or 1b to kyle's 1a siakam i think is the one player that i think had the biggest range of of um experiences this this year like he had some games where he's like oh my god this guy's like a no-brainer all-star like as as strong of a of a big wing that you could could get you know kind of uh kind of player that 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 is modern nba and then he had moments where you're like i don't think this guy has it in, in the middle of his ears like he seems super on and off so i would say for the most part when i look at this team and the shortcomings so much of it came from i don't i just don't i don't think the parts are wrong i think they just had the Tampa stuff. I think they had roster issues as far as like relying a lot on someone like Baines and that not working out. But if I'm looking at the last month of the season, the, the Gillespie and, and Ken Birch and, and Trent jr. And Utah emerging, like, you know, I think, I think we're in really, really good shape, but you know, maybe I'm being too optimistic. I mean, I, I, I feel great. like I, I don't mind someone being too optimistic, you know, optimism sometimes pays off. Who cares? You know, totally. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely someone guilty of being like wildly optimistic, uh, uh at times delusional. Um, but yeah, I think this, this Raptors team, like I, I'm confident, uh, going forward, but I also, you know, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with kind of like both your main takes here of like, there is a strong culture, but also I do feel like we are a little bit like bare in terms of assets. And I think that really showed up in, in depth. Like we, there's a lot of players that, you know, seem like they've been a Raptor forever, like Fred and, you know, kind of like feel like they could be part of a winning equation, but then, you know, there's, there's other guys too. And they seem like they're trying to find their way and not all the pieces are fitting. Um, I want to move on to uh, the off season. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of tendency to just kind of like make predictions, which is, you know, uh, fair. And I, I get the want to do it. But I'm a bit more interested in what you two um, want, uh, you know, given a somewhat 
realistic scenario? Like, what what direction do you want the team to head in? Um, you know, who do you want to go after? You know, and it doesn't all have to add up exactly like cap wise, but like you know, it just we'll we'll ballpark it. Um, McCready, I uh, yeah, I want to want to go want to go to you first on this one. Um, what do you want the Raptors to do? I think let's let's not like let's not go uh, into the draft right now, but let's start with Masai. Oh, let's start with Masai. Um, I mean, ideally, you keep Masai. I mean, you know, that'd be yeah. Great. I guess that would, that's a weird gi- given. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess uh, hopefully keep Masai. If not, I guess uh, Webster comes into play. Um, for Kyle, I guess he would be like the biggest domino, probably. I mean, the best Raptor ever. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind. I'm a big. I'm more of a. I'm a huge Raptors fan, but I'm also like a huge fan of the league, as both of you are, and a lot of people are. Um, and I would just love to see Kyle, kind of in a. I would kind of. I kind of feel like Kyle's time in Toronto isn't necessarily done, but like I'd be interested to see Kyle in a different situation. Like I was excited about Kyle being traded to Philly because I, I he's so good at throwing like law passes to big men. The idea of him and Embiid being together was like, hey, that gives me something to cheer for in the playoffs, you know. Um, so I don't know. I'd like to see. I, I don't think Kyle is necessarily like the number one thing I'd worry about uh, for the Raptors. I'm not super high on Gary Trent Jr. either. Like I think he's okay, but I just don't think he has the athleticism to really be like a huge impact player. Uh, I think he'll be like a solid two guard. I wouldn't necessarily overpay for him. I think the thing that the Raptors need are centers. Like obviously, no, no big, no big surprise there. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Birch is very good. I've always been a huge Birch supporter, but he was better than I thought he was going to be, especially in terms of making the extra pass on the move. Uh, like he's he's given the Raptors that dimension that they lost uh, when Gasol left. Um, he's also obviously a lot younger. And I think like targeting Holmes for Sean Holmes or targeting uh, Nerlens Noel in the off season could be like a real, Oh, not, no. Oh, I think uh, not a side eye, but like a side mouth from Andre for the uh, Nerlens Noel uh, discussion. Um, I love it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that would be like what I would go for, and I don't know. Maybe a surprise happens. A sign and trade for Kyle would obviously be sweet. Uh, but yeah, that's my thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's got to go in that order, whichever way you feel. Uh, and Andre, I'll, I'll go to you in a second. But yeah, I guess the, you know, the Maasai thing is kind of like, yeah, cross your fingers. I guess is where we're at there. But um, Kyle, you know, is does seem like that is something that you would want to know or need to know going forward. Um, uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion that um, if you can work something out with, uh, with all like that, all parties like, including him staying awesome sign and trade. Uh, that's also okay. Uh, I, I think what I wouldn't want is a scenario where we, uh, you know, kind of like do a sign and trade, but like take back another player or something like that. Like um, if, if it's someone whose contract was going to mess with our mess with our future, uh, Gary Trent, I think for me, I think it's That's kind of just like a, I don't want to say neat and tidy situation, but I don't think a team is going to sacrifice their off season to overpay him. So I Not think the either. Raptors, uh, yeah, I think the Raptors are going to be able to resign him fairly easily and at a price they like and you know we'll kind of go from there with him and yeah with centers um i'm I'm totally with you i think birch i think we're also going to get birch for very 
for very affordable price. So I think we can kind of chase some type of starting center. Um, but also, you know, that's why I wanted for me, I kind of wanted to not fully go into the draft, but I feel like that is definitely going to affect this, the center game um, and how we approach it. Uh, totally. But, um, I mean, if we get Nerland's Noel, we're in the playoffs next year for sure. He's a guarantee stamp the ticket, baby. We've got the Knicks there. Nerland's Noel's the difference. Yeah, let's yeah. let's and let's go to you, Andre. With you know, yeah. I know you're a huge New Orleans guy, so uh, let's <laughs> let's hop to you with this question. Yeah, I mean, look, like the is New Orleans even an upgrade over Ken Birch? Like, really, seriously? Like, I would Honestly, rather maybe not. I don't know. Ken Birch. <laughs> um, I, awesome. do, I do really like Rashawn Holmes. That would be the one guy out there that you know that would be nice. But but I really. I don't see a lot of upgrades at center that would be easily available. Mm-hmm. And so heading into it, I would like to see Kyle re-signed. And I just trust that if there was a deal to be made between Kyle and Masai, it would be the right deal for everyone involved. The thing about having Kyle on our books is it does two things. One, it obviously keeps the best Raptor of all time who really helped, you know, as, as impactful as Masai was, he couldn't have done it without Kyle and everything that has touched Kyle as far as players um, has gone better. He's, he's somebody that makes everybody better. Um, I'm not really, you know, like he didn't have a, great season but i didn't see like super uh worrying signs of decline like i think he's kind of in a chris paul phase where you know he's way smarter than everybody he's way more competitive than everybody and he's got great skills and he can still pass and shoot so like kyle i think is is a net positive now you don't want to drastically overpay him you don't want to give him the contract he's currently on Maybe you find something reasonable there. But the reason why it's also valuable to keep them is depending on which direction this team's going in, having a juicy contract that you could potentially trade to get a big person back. Like, what if we were to get Carl Anthony Towns? You know, you need to have the right pieces to make the salaries match. And you need to also have somebody that's valuable to throw out there. So, you know, I I just I don't see a lot of value in in any scenario where we let him go. Even in the sign and trade scenarios, I'm less optimistic. I'd rather just keep him, see how things go. And also he has to play another game in Scotiabank Arena in front of Raptors fans. Like I just can't stomach the idea that his career ends in Tampa. Like it, it's just disgusting. Like it just actually (laughs) makes my blood boil. So, um, so that's Kyle. And then I don't like any of the free agents. I think they're none of them are really adding anything to you don't like Lowry Markinen. (laughs) No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The <laughs> I mean, the yeah. Finisher, you get Noel in the front court. Good luck. Spacing, protecting the rim. Two 400 pounds total. It's great. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see whatever, you know, there, there might be some opportunities in the trade market. So for me, it's keeping our assets, trying to get them, you know, reasonable deals, well valued, nothing crazy, nobody getting on a max contract. Like, you know, Gary, I think you're right about Gary Trent. Like, let's just see what the market says. If somebody's giving him a max, like, let's not match it. But <laughs> yeah, if, you know, if someone goes wild with Gary Trent, there is. <laughs> that part of like yeah. okie doke charlotte yes or, I mean, you know, yeah. or, or but i'd rather have 
I'd rather have Trent as an RFA than Powell as a UFA. And so that's good. And then, yeah, I mean, when it comes to Masai, like, I just have to mention this press conference today. Like, I was ready to jump through my computer and punch people in the face like yeah i was so pumped up he his his answer of um i think it was eric Crean asked him what he's looking for in his contract negotiation and he pretty much just like exploded with passion he was like i'm here to win championships what's a playing game what are we playing for he's like just i you know was just so clearly motivated by one thing and that's building a championship team and an organization in his vision like he wants to do it his way and the and and realize the vision he has and the best opportunity for him to do that is in toronto and if we fuck up and somehow don't manage to bring him back i'm going to be so disappointed but i can't tell you just how pumped i was watching him in that press conference and just feeling so much pride and just so much like if if he can do the things he wants to do will be a legendary franchise like he's that type of guy so oh hey, Fre- freddie sorry uh, one, one quick thing on the side i thought i was thinking about the other day i feel like if he doesn't come back to toronto maybe the most likely move for him is to just sit out a year focus on something else and when a good organization has somebody fucking up at the top he's the number one guy anyone's going to call and the press conference today, like any other owner of any team in the league sees that and is like, yes, that's the guy who I want running my team. You know, like, uh, you know, if, uh, I don't know, Clippers explode or something in the postseason or whatever, you know, you never know when uh, I, that's just my thought on that. No, I think I, I, I think it's fair. Like, I, you know, I, I look at that Maasai press conference um which we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get into more, more Messiah stuff in, in, in a little bit too. But I look at that press conference as like, yeah, very encouraging, a lot of emotion. But, you know, similar to things Kyle has said publicly, you know, when I hear things like family, you know, that that, that is money as well, right? That's money and situation. And that's like, I, I think Masai his passion for the city and his passion for like doing more here is very much connected to him being a you know someone that everyone would want uh and i think that's very true of like kyle lowry as well um and uh but yeah no i, I think he he did go out of his way to kind of like talk about uh, like the raptors uh, in a kind of like a continuing narrative um i was i think i'd be a little more concerned if there was a lot of like wait and wait if there was more wait and see wait and see wait and see of course there was some of that um but uh yeah um I'm not sure where we were exactly, but I think we're talking Messiah anyways. So we should probably just go into wait, Andre, did you have another, another Raptors thing? That was, that was it for me. I just, uh, you know, I felt like, you know, just, he felt like Liam Neeson and Tegan or like John Wick where like (laughs) somebody hurt the Raptors and he wants to hunt them down. He wants to like, take down Adam Silver. He wants to take down Larry Tannenbaum and he wants to protect his Raptors. It was, I just loved it. Man, if he's John Wick, that means we ain't signing Bobon in the off season. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, just, just a little, just a little Bobon uh, movie reference shout out there from McCready. Yeah, um, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> no way. And you know, I, I, I think I, I have to shout out to the, uh, like, you know, part of Masai's like whole leverage thing, and I've said this on the pod before, um, is that 
you know, when he was walking away, he was like, okay, I'm going to call Trudeau now. And it's like, that's a joke, but it's like, he has a, he can have a dialogue with Justin Trudeau if he wants. And I think people sometimes underestimate like the, the access to power that that is. Like I know we're Canada uh, and we're, and we're not the U S and I think obviously it would be different if, uh, if Joe Biden was like, Hey, if you come to manage the wizards, you can have me, you can call me when you want to, but I kind of think that's not part of the deal. Um, what I was going to say uh, it's just coming back to me and I feel like I just want to get this out of the way because it's something I, 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 I strongly feel and I don't want to, I don't want to go the other way if it does in fact happen. And it's, it's this, it's that, you know, we're in good hands if, if we have Bobby. And I think that is true. And, and Matt Duncan, I know, I know you love Bobby Webster, so I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to take him down a peg, but Bobby, I think. Bobby exactly. Um, but there is a major, major, major difference between Masai and Bobby. And I think I've heard the refrain from Raptors fans a lot. That's kind of like, you know, we'll, we'll be okay. And it's like, I think we'll be okay. We'll be in good hands. But with Masai, like we're in God's hands. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I just think it's, there's, there's a, he's like, like, you know, he's a, he's a generational type like person. And um, yeah, I think Bobby Webster is very savvy, but I just want to get that out of the way in case the unfortunate does happen and we lose Masai. And you hear me on this podcast saying like, oh, don't worry. Like everything's going to be great with Bobby Webster. It's like, I, I just got to get that out there. It's the same narrative that happened when uh, Gasol and uh, Ibaka left. You know, everything will be fine. We have Baines and Trash to deal with the center position now, you know? <laughs> I, I, I definitely am one of those people who expected quite a bit more from Baines, so I'll, I'll put my hand up there. Um, it was wonderful but, to see how bad Len was in the game in Washington the other day. That was a nice reminder of what Len could do on the court. Yeah, Len, Len was pretty rough. Shout out to uh, my buddy Adam Christie, who's a, a friend of the pod. You know, he kind of said it perfectly. When we got Baines and Len, he was like, let's not get too excited about Phoenix's backup bigs because that's <laughs> who we just brought onto our team. Um, but uh, Matt Duncan, let's let's bring you in here for this uh, this segment. Absolutely. It's going to be all about Masai. Um, you know, we won't get to be a fly on the wall in the pitch room. Last time there was, uh, you know, the famous Tim Liwicki meeting uh, in uh, in Denver where, you know, Masai requested, uh, uh, you know, the, the end up being the Biosteel Center, uh, an all-star game, uh, just like votes of confidence that, you know, we would go after the big guy like, uh, you know, a Kawhi or like a Giannis. Um, and, you know, all of those were met. We won a championship. We got an all-star game. We um, got a, you know, the Raptors 905. But he he'll probably have a new list, new requests. Um, who knows? Uh, but mm -hmm. that's going to be a mystery to us. So I just want to play a game. And uh, the game is we are all in charge of the pitch. And we we just wake up one morning and yeah, we got a text from Larry Tenenbaum saying it's your job to execute this pitch for Masai tonight. Um, so uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Uh, Andre, uh, I don't know if you want to take it away. Um, what's your what's your pitch to to Masai? You, Andre, uh, are pitching him to stay. Um, there's a very obvious legacy of basketball in Canada, and it has 
accelerated because of Masai. So don't just do this to run an NBA franchise. Do this to transform an entire country's attitude towards a sport. You can run the first uh, WNBA franchise. We will give you a Toronto WNBA team. We will let you run youth basketball development programs across Canada. We will make you the face of basketball for this entire country and do it in such a way that builds a winning machine that gets all of the top talent we could possibly get. I will um, claw and cheat and do everything possible to get you every single piece you need. You've got, you know, every every best intention to build a championship contender. So let's do it. And you're in charge and I will give you anything you want. Please don't leave us. We need you. I love that's it. My- <laughs> no, it's good. That's, um, <laughs> that's a great, great pitch. Uh, hopefully Masai, you know, would, would think about all that, you know, you're offering all the potential kind of connections and power and, and, and branding and, and being like a, a Canadian leader. Um, and then also, you know, see your sincerity with like at the end, just being like straight up, like, don't make me beg, but like, also I will, if you need to, you know? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, McCready, let's, uh, let's, let's go to you on this one. What, what is your, what is your Masai uh, Ujiri pitch? Okay, so remember when uh, LeBron James made the decision and he went to go see the New York Knicks and uh, every other team had these amazing pitches and when he got to the Knicks, James Dolan was sitting at a table reading a piece of paper. So I decided to go with that approach uh, when it came to Masai and I wrote something. uh, We were recording today at 4 p.m. I started writing something at uh, 3.50 in time for the show. Uh, So I haven't read it over at all. So we'll see how this goes, okay? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Hi, Masai. It's me, a guy you've never met. While you might be wondering why I, a guy who used to write for Real GM and is maybe now in terms of basketball, most famously known for being the Confederacy of Dunks 14th most popular guest, was chosen by MLSC to be giving you your final pitch. Just remember that this company is owned by Rogers and Bell. And if you've ever had a contract with either of them, you know that some weird fuck thing is going to go down at least once a year. And I'm that weird fuck thing, baby. And the good times that we've had, the championships, the parades, golfing with Kyle, the bad times, golfing with Kyle when he's losing, Kyle missing practice because he's golfing. And if Kyle's golfing bothers you, Masai, it is your choice on whether to bring him back or not. The amount of golf in this organization is in your capable hands, if you choose to accept it. In terms of what's on the court, sure, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, and OG aren't the superstar that you need, but don't forget that the draft is right around the corner. And while we may only have a 7.5% chance at number one, Aaron Baines only had a 7.5% chance of hitting that hook shot, and you signed him, so sign with us, Masai. Besides, <laughs> Even if we don't win the lottery, the last time you had a pick in this range, you picked Jakob Pertl. So imagine this core. Now, at a young, inexperienced Jakob Pertl. That's a championship, Masai. Come home. Come back to Toronto. And I'm out. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I feel like you would, uh, like Michael Douglas, the game, like just run and jump out the window right after that. <laughs> Uh, or Chief Wickham when he tries out for the B sharps, he jumps out a window. Yeah. 
Um, I, you know, I, I safely like, you know, um, you like a parkour style, like, you know, even if you like looks, you'd be like down there waving and be like, was that cool? Like, um, that was amazing. Um, Besai hopefully, yeah, hopefully listens to this. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like that would be, you know, that would be pretty inspiring. I think he's where he is right now because he doesn't listen to this. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> or he listens to like everything somehow and like synthesizes it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, you know, he doesn't listen to this. Um, Matt Duncan, what's up? Yeah. Uh, do you, I have a pitch too. Uh, oh. you, I could go before you. You know, it's a, I just, I don't want to like, you know, keep sure. the burden of being last. Uh, no, you, you go. You want me to go? I feel like I put you in a situation anyways. So, uh, <laughs> okay. So this is how the pitch is going to go. Larry T is in the boardroom. Masai comes in. Larry's by himself. <laughs> yeah, he's smelling himself. He's smelling yeah. himself. <laughs> uh, there's yeah, a briefcase. I didn't think anyone was coming in yet. <laughs> yeah, he Sorry, go ahead. He's sweating profusely because he's really yeah. nervous about this, obviously. Sure, sure. There's a briefcase on the table. Okay. It's got locks oh on it, but he's flicking. He opens it up. Masai peers in. What is it? It's the sliders remote. Okay. Larry's okay. got it. So part we're going to start this pitch off with a gift. What the gift is, Larry's gone. He's used the sliders remote. He's gone to the other dimension, the Golden State game where we won. And he found a dimension where the security guard that attacked Masai is not in that dimension, but it is Michael Jordan's security guard that we all remember from the documentary. Okay. And he does not accost Masai. He lightly stops him before he runs in the court, quickly points to the Larry O'Brien, and they play a game of quarters trying to get it the closest to the Larry that they can. So that okay. is the okay. gift. <laughs> and it's already, it's already been talked to the, you know, the Messiah of that dimension. We explained it to him and he was cool with it. Sure. So he sat it up. Just if you're listening, just go ahead and watch all the Jerry O'Connell sliders. So you understand <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Ahead. Yeah. If you could just uh, YouTube some, uh, the hit slider show from 93, uh, you'll you'll get it. It's about different dimensions. That's just the gift, okay? And then the pitch, what Masai gets on top of that, it's all about the money. He's going to get 3% profit from Sorta Shwarma. He's going to get a, a, a point and a half from all the merch. And here's the kicker. That condo that's going in to replace Sneaky D's, well, it's not going to happen. MLC is going to buy Sneaky D's and make Masai the manager, and he'll have free nachos for the rest of his life. That's a fate worse than death, managing <laughs> sneaky D's. Yeah, the worst like, pitch I've ever heard. Give me that slider's remote so I can go back in time and kill you before you make that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can we get can we get like T two here to kill Matt before, before he does a pitch? Like, man, are, you, are you from like are you from Cyberdyne Systems? Like you gonna. <laughs> You gotta throw the gambler uh, at Miss I. Um, Here's the wonderful. pitch: you get to manage a worse Brunswick house. <laughs> oh yeah, he, uh, that's a part of the pitch too. We bring the Brunswick house back, and he has to manage it. <laughs> okay, um, you know, I feel like with these questions, my answers are always the worst. But um, go with me here, uh, and um, you know. 
Messiah arrives uh, for the pitch. I'm there. Uh, similar to McCready, I kind of let him know who I am. Uh, he's a bit like weirded out by that, but I'm like, listen, come with me. And we walk. It's a bit of a long walk under the gardener uh, all the way to the Portlands. And I point to what, like, you know, where the Cirque du Soleil kind of like tent was for a little bit. <laughs> and I just tell Masai, you see this? And he's like, yeah, the Portlands. And I'm like, yeah, this could all be yours. And I think he'd probably like laugh. But that's when I basically pull out a cell phone and it's Doug Ford. Now he's probably like, don't make me talk to Doug Ford. And then I, I like basically like go like that with the phone. And I tell Masai, no, 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 you're telling Doug that you're the premier now. And basically <laughs> he's the premier and Doug's fired and he stays. And that's basically the whole pitch. Everyone's got to be in on it. Uh, Tory Trudeau, <laughs> O'Toole, even like, oh, there's a lot of people that are going to have to take down Doug. So I just think, uh, you I mean, know, two birds. With we're one both stone. giving him a lot of responsibility here with, you Everyone know, managing a province. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's the one who's a premier. Managing something else. <laughs> the province, sneaky deeds. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Let me take that all the way back and be like, listen, I'll take him to the Portlands and I'll be like, that's two. Those are 2000 different types of helicopters and they're all yours. You fly them wherever you want. Oh, yeah, you that's One goes to space or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so that's that's I'm changing my pitch to just like a, a bunch of helicopters. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's good. And I think I want to hit up some NBA <laughs> chatter. Uh and, um, you know, we'll hope for the best with Masai. But, uh, yeah, Ma- Maddie D., uh, Maddie Duncan, please, good sir, uh, give me my most delicious Adam Silver sting. This is Adam Silver. Got to get that honking. Adam Silver's a vampire. <laughs> Um, just a quick, quick shout to, uh, Matty D we might have, uh, Andre in, in the, uh, in the backstage. Yeah, no, area. he's still there. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just saw a little, put me in coach in the chat. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> he popped out and I just had to pop him in. Oh, keys. Um, I don't know. That's me trying to sound smooth and just not sounding smooth in any way. Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. I like it. I liked it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's good. Thank Thanks you. for bringing me back. Um, and I am going to do this. It might not work at all. Uh, but uh, just for uh, Maddie D's sake, uh, I'm going to try it out. Uh, and now for some more NBA topics right after this. That might just be weird as hell, but um, just in case it's useful, uh, I'm, I'm throwing that to Matty D. Oh, yeah. I I, I now I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to do that once an episode. A uh, little, uh, little how the sausage is made or not yeah. made. On um, I, got a, I got a lot of work to do as a host here, folks. But uh, McCready, let's go to you. Um, yeah, just, you know, as of recording, um, there are five set series. Uh, we got the uh, Celtics versus the Nets. Uh, we got the uh, rematches, uh, Mavs, Clippers, and Bucks Heat. 
Uh, we also got some kind of like newbie, uh, a newbie series in uh, the Hawks and Knicks. Mm-hmm. And we also have, what am I missing? Here? Oh, yeah, we have the uh, Nuggets and um, Trailblazers. I'm not sure if it's the first time they've played, but. Um, oh, they played a couple years ago, I believe. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, it's when, uh, the uh, uh, Trailblazers got to the Western Conference finals. Right. So you're right. the Raptors on the championship. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so where are you, uh, or, you know, what, what's your most exciting series? I think the most exciting series is uh, Miami-Milwaukee, um, just because of the stakes. Uh, if either team misses or is eliminating the first round, that's devastating for the respective organizations. Uh, obviously, we know why it would be. I mean, less, maybe less so than it would have been for Milwaukee if Giannis and Drew Holiday hadn't signed extensions. Uh, but regardless, even if they do lose right. and you have these guys with these big contracts and kind of where are you going – um, for Miami, you know, they didn't push very hard to get Kyle. They could have gotten him. Um, if they do lose in the first round, you've got uh, Jimmy getting a year older. And clearly this year has proven more than anything else that Jimmy is the guy who stirs the drink there. If Jimmy's not playing great, the team is, I don't know, not very good. Um, yeah, so uh, that one, just for the stakes, uh, it's, it, I think it'll be interesting to see what uh, Holiday can do in the playoffs with uh, Giannis. I'm excited to see it. I, I love that answer. Um, that was my answer. I do have a backup. Um, but uh, And I also love your take on the stakes for Miami. Uh, I felt that way about their – I felt that they have a bit of a weird core in, in terms of like, you know, a lot of good young assets, a lot of kind of good uh, role players. Bam's obviously, you know, incredible. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Jimmy Bam thing – you know, there, there's quite an age disparity there, I, I believe. So I think there's just it's, – it's just a bit, bit of a weird thing. Um, yeah, Butler's yeah, well, got those uh, Tibbs miles on him too, you know? He does. He does. He's played a lot. Um, and he a was – you know, I mean, A lot for Tibbs and a lot of big, big minutes. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he went far in the playoffs. Um, RJ Barrett's knees are like 33 years old now after this year, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. If, if, yeah. Uh, and Nerlens Noel. I mean, he only gets younger. Well, you got to play Nerlens. If you're not going to play Nerlens, you're tanking, baby. He's on fire. Um, no, he's going to be the best three point shooter in the league soon enough. But um, <laughs> Nerlens. Uh, Andre, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah w- w- what's, what's your most exciting series? Um, I, I've mixed Knicks Hawks for sure. The okay. Uh, yeah. Because first of all, like the, you, you, you take a, a population of New York that has, has had a really bad year. Like it's just been bad. The, the, the politics of New York, the, um, the COVID, they got hit so hard early on. It, it it's, it's just a, a, mess in the last year so the bright spot has been these knicks and and they've been so great because they're kind of the like cultural fuck you to the nets where they're just like actually we're not even as good as you guys but like new york loves us way more and yeah build a build de blasio is apparently a nets fan so you know everybody's ha. a knicks fan now and um and it, so first of all no matter what happens that's just going to have the best uh like halo effects like people are going to be funny the clips are going to be hilarious you have tibbs hmm. and barrett and randall like it, it's just going to be more fun from a content standpoint than anything else everybody else is just like either too serious or they're in markets that are boring. Um, and also the Knicks are a bit of a mirage, like the fourth seed, but are they really the fourth best team in the East? Like 
probably not. But if they pull it out and they can beat the Hawks, like it'll be incredible. Now on the flip side, the Hawks, very interesting team. Um, you know, they've got interim coach Nate McMillan, who I love, and I don't know why the Pacers got rid of him. Uh, you've got this team that's full of talent finally coming together. That's just a anything can happen, and I think there'll just be a lot of fun that comes out of that series. And I think the NBA playoffs should be fun. They shouldn't be seri- as serious as people take them sometimes. So, Knicks Hawks is number one for me. Uh, that's a fantastic answer. I mean, Knicks Hawks wasn't wasn't on my radar. Like, I feel like I'm excited for it. Uh, in the sense of like, you know, just all these new players, you know, like Barrett, Trey, um, I, you know, I think like what I was thinking, looking at both rosters, I'm like, I think the only people with like a playoff experience here is like Clint Capella and Derek Rose, you know, is, are the Hawks going to be like, well, we got to lean on Gallinari for experience. Like, I, I think like, it's kind of, yeah, it's going to yeah. be fun, but like the, the halo effect is a, is a great, like, yeah, the, both those cities, you know, Atlanta yeah. too. I, I think those cities are going to be like totally just jacked and the i mean atlanta new york rivalry like yeah that could could produce a lot of like good rap you know that oh yeah um, no matter what happens twitter is going to pay attention to that series like that that's way up there and um you know i think you know between trey and randall and you know someone's got to have like their year kind of like someone's got to end up being a, a bit deflated there so that's that's fun um my my pick was uh, is a rematch of the Mavs and the Clippers. I think the Mavs have been kind of depleted at times this year. And, you know, Porzingis is definitely not the guy that they traded for or, you know, a major difference maker, I don't think. Um, and I would say the Clippers are the favorite. But uh, that was just a ridiculously exciting series uh, last year that produced – you know, just incredible performances from, from, you know, Kawhi PG uh, and Luca, obviously in the Luca shot. So I, yeah, I just think it's like a legit kind of like classic, like Western conference. Like how is this a first round series series um, as it was last year? So uh, yeah, that's my answer. My, my main answer was bucks heat. I just think the, the, I thought the heat points were awesome, but I, I'm just, my eyes are going to be glued to Giannis. Uh, anyone who's listened to this podcast for a long time knows that like every time the Bucks have lost, like I haven't really seen it coming. <laughs> like even when we played, the, when we were matched up with the Raptors, I was like, I, was, I wasn't afraid, but I was kind of like, oh, the Bucks are great. Uh, and last year with the heat, I would legitimately was just wrong. Uh, and uh, as the heat started winning, even I was kind of like, I think the bucks are going to turn it around and they for sure did not at any point turn it around. So. Yeah. Um, I think the team's better this year though. I, I was, I wasn't super hot on the holiday trade when they made it, but I mean, definitely for this year specifically, I, I just feel like he gives them that extra uh, dimension that I don't know. I'm really looking for, I kind of really hope that the, the bucks uh, win that one personally. I think Milwaukee's do. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I totally. I think the I think a, a lot of the players on the Bucks, you know, short of like Drew, kind of have these like weird, kind of semantical arguments about how they're not as good as they should be. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see a lot of those guys um, kind of break through. But um, yeah, let's move, let's move to the last question here. Uh, and uh, Andre, I'm gonna go with you uh, first, uh, and that it's. Um, yeah, it's just I, I watched the playing games last night, and um, 
I made the joke that if they were going to showcase, you know, if they wanted to showcase this play in, like, maybe they should have started with the Western Conference. <laughs> Just because, like, my... Okay, I love all basketball, okay? I love, you know, you know even a blowout, you can find certain things. But, I mean, that Charlotte-Indiana game was absolutely painful. Horrible. And I think the... the it was horrible. And, and you know, the, the Washington, uh, McCready already alluded to with Len, but, you know, there were other people doing just wild things like watching, you know, Davis Bertans. Like I, I was joking about him last night. It's like he, uh, my, my uh, friend of the pod, Jordan Foyce, he said, um, it's like he did a cold check. It's like he got like he, he fouled somebody, and then the next play he's like, "Give me the ball," and just like launches an air ball in like a clutch situation. And it's like, dude, you're ice cold, and you're like just acting like it's like go time. Um, but yeah, you know, Tatum was amazing. I think so. So shout out there. But uh, both games were a bit of a groan. Um, and you know, I think listeners of this podcast know that uh, generally I'm excited for for all basketball, but I, I do think that was was kind of rough. Um, yeah, Andre, um, is that yeah. am I being a bit too pessimistic? No, no, they're horrible, bad games. Um, and I think you know the Pacers Hornets was already like the battle of the smallest markets. Um, the only statement right. raised was you could see Lamelo Ball. But it was horrible. He played so bad, too. He played so bad. Yeah. Um, so no thanks. They hated it. And uh, and as far as the other one went, like the only good result would have been Westbrook winning. Um, Westbrook and Beal like having an awesome game and beating the Celtics. That would have been amazing. Instead, we got Tatum have an awesome game and the Celtics win, and, and it sucks. I'm so bored of the Celtics, even beyond my just irrational hate of the Celtics. I'm just bored of that team. I don't think they're going to do anything interesting in the playoffs. And it was, you know, like I would just much rather see Westbrook and Beal be these like completely destroyed superstars trying to like will a, a broken team into the playoffs. Instead, you get this like, I don't know. This Boston team so bored of them. Too many years and done. Brooke Durant well, matchup would have been pretty spicy too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sorry. Well, West uh, Washington did win that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, they won that game. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would have been delicious. Yeah. Uh, where are you at, McCready? With the. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like sometimes there's just bad playoff games. You know, it's just unfortunate that we got like we just have one game. You know, if you look at the uh, raps. Um, uh, 76ers series from when they won the championship, the f- game one of that was just a rap steamroll. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so, but you know, and sometimes the first game of a series, like look at the series before that, um, the Raptors playing the Orlando magic, the magic somehow win a game, um, you know, a devastating loss for all of us, uh, you know, but on like a last second shot. So it's just like a microcosm of, uh, you know, not a microcosm. It's just a small sample size of what kind of play, uh, playoff game could be. So hopefully we got the, uh, awful Doug McDermott out of the way. Huh. We can have an exciting game uh, tonight. At least one of them. Give us one good game tonight uh, and I'll be happy. Uh, yeah, that's all. And I mean, by the time most of the people listen to this, that game will be over anyways. Uh, so you can uh, email Freddie and let him know how it was. Yeah. Uh, let me know uh, what you, what your thoughts are. And um, if you like <laughs> the, the lighting in my right. video or whatever, um, but uh, I, I, I'm totally, that's like how I really feel. I love the play in. I'm just kind of kidding around. And I think that like, 
uh, you know, it will balance out for sure. I think we will get some good games. Uh, and I hope, I hope if even if these next two games are bad, that we still do the play in next year. Um, and good for Doug McDermott. You know, we all we all totally. were waiting for the Doug McDermott uh, game, and we finally got it. And now we can retire, and then and no one will care. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just happy I can stop doing. You know, everyone does like the six o'clock pots and pans banging. I scream Dougie McBucket. <laughs> When, they, when everyone does that and um even Man, what that, sliders universe are we in right now that's a, <laughs> yeah yeah dopey in reality um <laughs> okay i think uh, uh i think that takes us to quickish questions uh maddie d good sir please uh, give me that give me that sting i love so much quickish questions The stings on this show rock. I love. Them. Oh man, people they come for the stings. They Whoa. stay for the stings. They camp <laughs> you know, outside. Someone of- listening to an hour of basketball that they hate just to hear forty combined seconds of stings. <laughs> no, we, we no. Trust me, we have subscribers uh, on our Patreon that have basically all the voices edited out, and it's just like all the stings back to back. Some people say it's like rather nightmarish, but I don't know. Um, to each their own. Okay, we, we're here at Quickish Questions. Uh, I'm going to uh, read these questions as clearly as I possibly can. Uh, no promises or guarantees. I might stutter or slur or just misread a comma. Uh, Andre, McCready, Maddie D, I'm looking at you. Yep, um, yep. No phoning a friend. Uh, Will Weldon called you out last he week. Did. He did. He was on you can't me. Repeat, you can't repeat the question. So that's, that's a <laughs> that's new a delay trick tactic I do, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for. One of so. my favorite things about quickest questions is how the preamble is always so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's kind of like um, yeah, it's a it's a slow burn of a, of a quick segment, <laughs> but uh, I think with that we're ready. Uh, yeah, Maddie D, give me that. Uh, yeah, here you go. Quickish questions, music. We'll go. Uh, Andre McCready Duncan. Right. Andre. Yeah. Who would win a battle royale of the Raptors' all-time backup centers? Um, uh, the, the answer here is Eric Montrose. Great answer. Um, McCready. Yeah. More of a rhetorical question. Okay. But do you really think that Masai Ujiri would leave here to go work for the Knicks? Uh, no. I just nodded, which is bad podcasting. Uh, Maddie G. I'm making it as quick as possible. No, that's good and quick. And I nodded and, you know, no one could hear it. Uh, Maddie D. Yes. What is Rodney Hood doing exactly right now? Rodney Hood is, well, he's entering that uh, sore hand that he's got. And uh, I think he's doing a lot of, you know, unconventional methods to try and get it back into shape maybe doing like a I don't know like a Jax Mortal Kombat implant okay so he's he's getting his hand operated on 
Uh, wonderful. His uh, arms ripped off. Two <laughs> yes. robotic arms to replace. <laughs> Maddie clearly just watched Mortal Kombat, and not Space Jam. So we'll not address that. Oh. Uh, I did peyote before this episode. I don't know what's going on. Thank you, um, Andre. Uh, what's the best Raptors moment this season? Um. Oof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a tough one. Um, I don't. It's it's bleak. I don't. I don't really have one. Let's uh, let's just say when OG had a great game. Okay, one of <laughs> OG's just, good games. I don't have it. Yeah, sorry. Maybe the Freddie Gillespie dance. Is that it? That's a good one. Yeah. No, you no, no! It's the, the Boucher game where he had like uh, thirty-nine points and twenty-one rebounds or whatever. That was great. Okay, McCree. Fair. Yeah. Which Raptor has the best personal brand logo, and why is it the Pascal Siakam heart logo? Well, I'm going to ignore the second uh, part um, because uh, Baines has the best logo, and it's a middle finger to the CN Tower. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. <laughs> uh Maddie D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't even is that are you is that Bane sleeping? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sleeping on the skywalk. But, uh but, yeah, sleeping on the skywalk, yeah. <laughs> Maddie D. Um how much should we tip Tampa? How much should we tip Tampa? Yep. Oh my god. Um you know, I'm trying to think of a negative value here. Uh, <laughs> I would say, I would say we should give them a tip, and the tip is when you have an NBA team in your city, you cheer for them, you don't boo them, because you're never gonna get your own NBA team. Okay, that's a tip. Okay, Tampa, your tip is a scornful lecture from my boy Maddie D. <laughs> After Kyle, which Raptor has the best butt? Um, The best butt is... um, Clearly Utah Watanabe. Okay, clearly. Yeah, that thing is smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth butts. McCready. Yeah. Which franchise is Bill Gates going to buy to get <laughs> over his lady troubles? Oh, man. Uh, I would imagine that he makes a big play for the entire WNBA. Wow. Uh, it just becomes like a weird guy who just roams around like the Daniel, Donald, uh, Donald Sterling of the WNBA. Uh, no one likes him. Uh, the left and the right agree, shake hands. Uh, Bill Gates goes down in infamy. Um, actually, I don't know. I don't have too much of a strong opinion about Gates. Could be a uh, could be a I Seattle. Love you, I, I, I love how McCready you said that he becomes a weird guy. Becomes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bill Gates yeah. decides to be bit, a bit weird from now on. One thing about um, Bill Gates is that I have like nine friends who are exactly like him. You know. <laughs> uh, okay. La- last question here. Um, yes. Uh, Maddie. Maddie D. This yeah. One's for you. Um, name all of Gordon Hayward's kids. Um, there's Crest, Delmar, uh, Bobby C, and Karen. I think that's it. 
Yep. I think he nailed it. Um, guys, that's that's How? the pot. Uh, uh, Gordon Haywood seems like the type of guy that wouldn't name his kids. Oh, just nameless, eh? Nameless, wow. nameless children, kids. They all look exactly the same. Dead eyes. Like that. Nameless, faceless, like they have the Rorschach mask, maybe. Just calls them like um, son. This is he cool. Wakes up in the middle of the night and screams, My son! Where's my son? And everyone comes running. Everyone comes running single file. I like it. I like that they can all run from different directions, but they'll line up like at the last sec there. Um, yeah. Like the recess is over. Yeah, okay. there will be blood. Is you is uh, partially based on the uh, character of Gordon Haywood. <laughs> I mean, uh, all, all all I can do is agree to that, uh, and then and then not go down that rabbit hole of um, of that movie's weird last scene. Uh, okay, uh, it, honestly, it really loses it in that last scene a little bit to me. Yeah, totally. It was like very structured before that. I feel like yeah. Um, all right. This is the end of the pod. Uh, thank you both so much for doing it. Uh, Maddie D, thank you as always for being just your, your amazing self. Um, Andre, let's go to you first. What's up? Uh, you're at the cottage. Um, what do people, what do you want people to know? Well, you know, what, what can they do? What can they do for you or what can you tell people? Um, you know, I highly encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Uh, I, I, I did it. I've, been vaccinated for over a month now no side effects it works and it helps keep people out of the hospital and uh yeah so hopefully people do that and we can you know get back to uh, a decent summer because it'll make everyone feel better and summertime is a wonderful time hell yeah it's uh get those vaccines everybody it's not flubber um, right. <laughs> okay, McCready. Uh, sorry, uh, I just had to I had to get my flubber thing in there. Um, oh, I get it, man. Yeah, uh, McCready, what's up? Yeah, I mean, this is a controversial opinion, but it has nothing to do with the fact that I recently bought the Tampa Bay Arena where the Raptors play. But I have to encourage everyone not to get your vaccines. Uh, they are flubber. They'll make you bounce <laughs> oh, around. Uh, I'm looking forward to another season of the profitable Toronto Raptors playing in my Tampa Bay mansion. Please, if you want to make a trip down there, flights are still legalized. Do not get vaccinated. Power to the people. <laughs> uh, McCready coming in hard um, with uh, you know his opinions, so uh, I'm just happy Flubber was involved. Hey man, um, we got sliders in there. We got Flubber. Every '90s sci-fi-ish <laughs> comedy oh. uh, that should be forgotten will be referenced on episode 199 of Confederacy of Dogs. Okay, <laughs> just hanging out. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Out. We got boy Bill. We got the whole crew, the whole Berenstain crew. Um, okay. How weird it'd be to call Bill Gates Bill? Hey, Bill. You know, he doesn't seem. Oh, like everyone Bill. calls him Billiam. I'm sure. Billiam. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'd call him. Yeah, okay, we, we we have arrived to the end of the pod though, so uh, we, we got to wrap this baby up. Uh, Maddie D, if you feel like we're we're good to go, uh, please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay, okay. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 